the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 17. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your gloomy man cave look any more interesting than your athlete's foot. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. To open tonight, I just want to ask you what you think of this podcast. If you listen to this podcast regularly or just started, I would love you to review this podcast. Go ahead and use Good Pods, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you have, and leave some feedback about what you like or what you don't like, whatever. It would really help me. And if you think there's a key theme that I'm not paying enough attention to, let me know what that is and why you think it's important. I'm always looking for ideas that fit in with my seven disgruntled pillars for better living. You can email coach at disgruntledlifecoach.ca or DM me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. Uh, and if you just want to say hi or you want to be mentioned on the show or you want some stickers, use the same contact information. I would really, really love to hear from you. So don't be shy or be shy. I don't care. I'm not judging. So today we're going to talk about greed. There's too much to cover in one episode, so we're going to stick to the basics, like what greed is, why it is increasingly causing problems, and how our lives are poorer, not richer, when greed is a motivator. Deep, I know. So let's just take a breath, scratch our private parts, and start taking a light look at greed. According to Oxford, greed is defined as an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. But it's more than that for a lot of people. It can be entertainment. It can be a moral high horse to ride in on. It's like slapstick comedy. You don't admit to liking it, but you always laugh. But like Freud said, sometimes greed is just a cigar or something. I don't know. Let's get on to uh, some quotations for some context. The first quotation comes from Dr. Andrew Weil, although calling his work medicine is a bit of a leap of imagination, to be fair. Still, he said, Fear and greed are potent motivators. When both of these forces push in the same direction, virtually no human being can resist. We'll talk about how this fits in with greed feeding on greed later. But he's right about this anyway, uh, even though it's a bitter alternative medicine pill to swallow. Next, we have Oscar Fingal O'Flaherty Wills Wilde, Oscar Wilde to all of us now, who was a 19th century Irish poet and playwright. He became one of the most popular playwrights in London in the early 1890s and is best remembered for his novel The Picture of Dorian Gray and the enduring play The Importance of Being Earnest. He said, There are many things that we would throw away if we were not afraid that others might pick them up. Now, this idea that greed is the opposite of charity is something that we'll talk about later. I mean, really, we'll talk about it later, Wendy. 
And finally, we have Dimitar Dimov, who was a Bulgarian dramatist, novelist, and veterinary surgeon. Yes, you heard that correctly, and, you know, not unheard of. Still, he was well known for his best-selling novel Tobacco, published in 1951, and subsequently made into a film in 1962 by the same name. He said, And I see more and more clearly that our world will perish from its greed. This was a central theme in his novel, and it's central to what we're talking about today. So, let's get started. We all know what greed is. We've all experienced it, probably from both sides. Yes, you too, Michael. But what is it, and why do we do it? Some people say it's good. There are movies made about it. We have modern-day role models who are put on pedestals only because they're rich and greedy. So is this something in our genes, something evolutionary? There is strong evidence to suggest that it is not. In a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences titled How Chimpanzees Cooperate in a Competitive World, it shows that although chimps have a troop hierarchy and that the top of that triangle gets increased status, it does not affect the cooperative nature to maintain food and safety for all the members. The study said the main outcome is that chimpanzees have absolutely no problem mitigating competition during a cooperative task. It continued, the chimpanzees' preference for cooperation during the study demonstrates their ability to inhibit competition to increase long-term payoffs. So not greedy at all, Elon. If this, then, is a human thing, why are we so greedy to be greedy? Dr. Neil Burton published an article in Psychology Today titled Is Greed Good? The Psychology and Philosophy of Greed, which touches on this predicament. He wrote, if greed is much more developed in human beings than in other animals, this is partly because human beings have the capacity to project themselves far into the future, to the time of their death and even beyond. Clearly he doesn't know some of the short-sighted people that I know, but that's another episode. Rant, really, but I digress. So we, as a species, developed greed because we have some sense of destiny and consequence. But is greed a means to an end, or is it the end? Here's where it gets more complicated. Greed almost certainly causes more greed. It's the way gamblers justify betting, because of the rush they get when they win. Greed is no different. In an article for Psychology Today titled Greed, The Ultimate Addiction, psychologist Dr. Leon Seltzer argued that greed like addiction, is often a coping mechanism for unresolved mental health issues. A step further, two researchers, Musi and Hewig, published a paper called A Neural Perspective on When and Why Trait Greed Comes at the Expense of Others. And it found that actual chemical and physical changes happen in people with greed traits that indicate they may have a lack of sensitivity to adjust behavior according to positive and negative stimuli from the environment. So greed could just be a trait. And 
Doesn't that suck? So it looks like greed exists solely to feed greed. It's not an item on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We literally possess it only to have more, even if it's things we don't necessarily want or need. We hoard because it feeds a need. And this isn't a sucker punch I'm taking at self-improvement or making a better life for yourself. We, we all want that. A nice place to live, safe food, all of it. But there are limits to this that surpass the boundaries of greed. And that will be different for everyone. For instance, I think billionaires are horrible people, but I don't like clowns either, and I think they'll eat me in my sleep. So take that with a fucking grain of salt. So if we don't need greed, and some of us may not be able to escape greed, is there any way to still make sense of all of this? If we look at this as more of a mental health issue, and we approach this as habits rather than inherent faults, there are a few things we can do, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to let you in on them right now. The first thing to do is find the root of your greed. Something drives you to have that collection of whatever, uh, 1970s Pintos, for example, and it's certainly not fucking value. Are you filling a psychological need with the things or money you're collecting? Really, ask yourself, what drives you to this behavior? You know, look back to the lessons or trauma that pointed you down this road in the first place. Like any other habit, addiction, or compulsion, a lot can be changed just by acknowledging the root and dealing with that the best you can, even if that means looking for and getting professional help. Like, not this podcast, but like real help. Once you're open to changing your ways, think of how you can reboot that greed into something better. The idea that you can be greedy with changing lives, for instance, yours and others, is a perfect way of turning greed on its head. You can keep the idea of being greedy, but funnel it into making those around you and others better off. Find a great project that takes your time, money, or talents and will make someone else's life better and feed your greed with the amount of positive change you can affect. But please note, do not use clowns unless you're putting them into an exploding 70s Pinto collection. Now that's a fucking clown car. And finally, stop comparing yourself and your possessions to others. You do this, we all do to some extent, but this feeds your greed. Man, it's not needed. I said this last episode. Be kinder to yourself. That starts with being happy with who you are and with what you have. As I said earlier, it doesn't mean don't reach for things that will make you happier or will improve your life and the life of those around you. Just share a bit. Be realistic. Be honest, especially with yourself. Ironically, you may find that giving and sharing and wanting less may mean that others share with you. So you'll be richer anyway. You know, not bars of gold richer or anything like that, but richer in other more important ways.
Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. And again, and again, and again, you need the dub, dub, dub. I'm sorry. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still, tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled Nugget. The great Shirley Chisholm once said, when morality comes up against profit, it is seldom that profit loses. She was right and was building on what FDR said years before when he wrote, we have always known that heedless self-interest was bad morals. Now we know it is also bad economics. The next president, Harry Truman, reinforced that sentiment by saying selfishness and greed, individual or national, cause most of our troubles. So there's nothing I can add except to say, you know, economics and greed make everyone's life worse. So commit to random acts of kindness to make up for it today and every day. That's it. That's the nugget or something, whatever. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals, and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks, or not, whatever. Whatever.